Hello, everyone. First episode of 2022. I'm your host, Nikki of Just Get Fit, and today we are jumping in with a not so light topic, but one that I know so many people struggle with. So today I want to talk about excuses, ownership, and accountability. Now, we are often quick to blame others, our circumstance or lack of time for, you know, our inability to show up and get things done. And I say this because oftentimes at the start of a new year, people set goals or resolutions and they have these lofty things that they're working towards or very realistic goals they're working towards. And I know this from my own experience that as we get further into the year and as life gets busier and that initial honeymoon phase of doing something new passes, we can uh, start to let our excuses get the best of us. You know, the idea that, oh, I can't work out or cook because of A, B, C, D, E, and the list just goes on and on. And oftentimes my excuses, well, they weren't great. They're pretty flimsy if I, if I have to be honest with myself. So this is where some tough love comes into play. We all need to remember that more often than not, we have a choice. We choose to do things that take us further from our goals or bring us closer. And the thing is, no matter what your goal is, if it's health-related, work-related, school-oriented, it will undoubtedly take sacrifice to achieve it. That's what a goal is. You have to put work into something in order to make it a reality. So the next time you're having one of those days when, you know, you have something goal-related on your agenda, your schedule, and you go, oh, you know what? I can't do that. I can't work out or I can't cook. I can't grocery shop. I can't um, stretch. I want you to try reframing that potential excuse in a different way. So instead of saying I can't, I want you to change that to I'm choosing not to. So I'm choosing not to work out. I'm choosing not to cook. I'm choosing not to stretch. I'm choosing not to grocery shop. Because that reframing really can put things into perspective, right? It's a choice. It really is. And this works in a lot of situations, and it certainly doesn't always have a negative connotation. Now, I know initially in my example, you're like, oh, I'm choosing not to work out. That doesn't, that doesn't make me feel very good. However, this is where that tough love, that ownership comes in. And it can also be an empowering reminder that you are making a conscious choice to do or not to do something. Like, do you want a second piece of cake? No, thanks. I'm good with one. If I'm hungry later, I'll have a piece of fruit. That's a choice. Are you going to the gym today? No, I'm choosing to rest, which is is an okay option. Or I'm choosing to go for a walk instead. Those are good answers. There's nothing shameful about that. And that's why I do think it is so important to really own your choices. You didn't just fall into this and go, oh, no, I can't. Poor me. No, this is not about feeling bad for yourself. This is about truly going, you know what? This is in my power. This is in my control. 
You are literally the leader of your life. And how you choose to move forward, how you choose to work towards your goals is up to you. So if you go, oh, I can't, it doesn't work, I'm not able to, as opposed to I'm choosing to do this, I'm choosing to make this a priority, or I'm choosing to move this to my list to do tomorrow, it's up to you. Taking ownership of my choices by changing I can't to choose has been a small but empowering shift over the last couple of years. Because I really think that acknowledging that I'm choosing to take a rest day because I'm feeling tired or run down reminds me that my choice shows I'm taking care of myself and I'm not just being lazy. I think that's a great reminder. I'm choosing to rest. I'm really tired. That's a good choice for me today. That's not something to go, oh my gosh, now I feel terrible. No. And people don't always talk about the sacrifices they've made to get to where they are or how their priorities had to change in order to achieve something. However, if you want a different outcome, you need to take a different path. You can't keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different outcome. That's literally madness. And the thing is, I say this, but I do understand that it's a hard shift. Before I started working out, and while I was still teaching, I'd get home from work around 4.30, I'd change into my pajamas, and then I would proceed to putt around the house and then settle into a five or six hour Netflix session. I'm being very honest with you. <laughs> yes, it's, it's a little shameful to say, but it's true. That's what I did for a great deal of my 20s. And sometimes I'd mindlessly walk in down, walk up and down Robson Street, which if you've ever been to Vancouver, is kind of like the shopping street. Well, it's, it's definitely changed over the last couple of years. I would literally just spend a couple hours window shopping or going into stores and trying things on. And then I'd go home and watch TV. And I chose to spend my time like this. At the end of the day, though, it didn't bring me a lot of happiness or satisfaction. I didn't accomplish much or anything. And honestly, my health suffered. So yeah, I did enjoy TV time and shopping, but I've shifted my priorities to working out, to making time to cook or meal prep or grocery shop or go for a walk with a dog, you know, being active, spending time with friends or family. I've prioritized those things as opposed to TV time and shopping and just lazing around. Now, I certainly know that not everyone has six hours of Netflix time that they can cut from their lives. So many of you are significantly busier than I was in my example, but I'm sharing that because that's where I've come from. My life now that I'm self-employed looks significantly different. I don't know. I mean, I would love to find six hours in my day to do nothing or something, um, but that's not what my look, my life looks like right now. So what I wanted to do is share some things that have helped me currently with how busy my life is. And so I am definitely uh, task oriented. So many of you are probably going to already know this, but making lists of what I need to accomplish each week, I find very helpful. I generally like to do it Saturday or Sunday in preparation for the following week. If it's a workday thing, then I will do it Friday afternoon and set up my whole calendar 
on uh, Trello if you use that to lay out everything, my client calls, uh, check-ins, all that kind of stuff on there. And I really like to make a schedule. I like to look at everything you have to do in a week and schedule in my workout sessions, my grocery shopping, all of those things, because it's only when I can see my life, you know, as a whole and to see what spaces I have, that's where I know I can make it happen as opposed to just going, Oh, I'm going to work out three times next week. Well, when, when are you going to work out? If you don't know your schedule, if you don't know when you have 30, 45, 60 minutes to fit in some movement, the chances of it happening are significantly smaller than if you look at your schedule and go, okay, this is when I have time. This is when I can make that happen. The second part of this, because like I said, I love lists. I love schedules is I'm working very hard at not over scheduling myself because like I've said, I'm the person who would like to make a list of all the things I need to accomplish in a week. And uh, sometimes I get ahead of myself. I'm much better in the last two years, but I would make a list for the week. And then I'd be like, I wonder if I can get it all done today. And then I would just kill myself and I'd end up working, you know, 17, 18 hours because I'm like, I just need to get this done. So it's ready for in two weeks. And, you know, I also understand that that's madness, right? Being self-employed, the work never ends. And so not over scheduling myself, which often leads me to feeling like a failure or that I'm falling behind is another important aspect of that. Something I find helpful as well is adding things to my calendar. I like to remember that taking care of myself when it comes to exercise or, you know, things like that are important. And I want them to be as important to me as say a doctor's appointment. So I will sometimes schedule them into my calendar if I'm really busy. Something else I found helpful is openly communicating with my husband. And so what I mean by that is expressing things that like, I'm feeling really tired. I don't think I can work out this morning and saying, you know, do you think maybe you could uh, do your workout later with me and, you know, help me a little bit by just being present? Or, you know, if I know that we're going to do it together, I'm going to show up a little bit more for myself. Because sometimes I do struggle. I'm not always motivated, especially towards the end of the day or end of the week. I'm tired. And so expressing that and putting that out into the world or even telling a girlfriend, I find can be really helpful knowing that someone's maybe going to follow up a little bit and be like, Hey, how'd your workout go? Or, Hey, are we still working out in an hour? The other part of working towards your goals that I think many of us struggle with is saying no to doing things that we don't want to do, or we don't have time to do. I used to always be so accommodating and my personal goals would suffer as a result. And so now, now I'm more selfish. I'm more selfish with my time. I'm more selective about who I spend my time and energy on because at the end of the day, I think my goals are important. They make me feel good. They are healthful right? It's about taking care of myself. It's about living a good life, a fulfilled life. And I think those are worth my time and energy. So putting time aside for things that I don't necessarily want to do or that don't bring value to my life. I know it can be uncomfortable saying no to things, but I do think that sometimes depending on how busy we are, it is a necessary step. Now, 
I completely realize that my schedule is a lot more flexible than others. I set my own hours. I can work, you know, six hours in a day. I can work 10 hours in a day. I can take a half day if I need to. But I can also say I have coached plenty of incredible women. Literally over 50% of the women I work with are moms. Moms who are busy working full time, raising their kids, helping with homework, grocery shopping, you know, getting a workout in, or women who are getting their masters, going to school, um, who are doctors, who are lawyers, who are, um, you know, all kinds of jobs that require, you know, 50, 60 hour work weeks that are just, it's a lot. And so the thing about so many of these women that are successful is that they make an effort to not feel bad about putting themselves first. And I know that's a very hard thing for so many women, women who are mothers and women who aren't, because oftentimes we've been made to feel bad about saying no to things or putting ourselves first. And so I want you to give yourself permission to allow yourself to put yourself first, to put your goals first, to put your health first, and to know that it's not selfish because you can't keep showing up for other people in your life, for your family, for your friends, for your partner. If you don't take care of yourself, it's like you fill a pitcher of water and that's all your time. That's all your energy. That's all your love. And you pour from that pitcher. And what happens when you keep pouring at a certain point, there's nothing left in there unless you stop and you refill it and refilling it is that self care for your physical, mental, and emotional health. It's rest days. It's, you know, a bubble bath. Maybe it's a pedicure. Maybe it's stretching. Maybe it's a walk. Maybe it's time to read, but that's not a selfish thing to do. It allows you to show up for other people in your life because you feel cared for and taken care of. And so I know that's also a another thing that sometimes feels like, oh, gotta add self care to my to do list. But don't negate that part because it is important. It allows us to keep going. And in the big picture it does allow us to accomplish more because I know so many of you are incredibly busy. And it's tough to fit everything we need to do in a day without cloning ourselves. So if you are struggling, know you're not alone, but it's okay to, you know, focus on one day at a time. It's okay not to accomplish everything on your to-do list and to move things over to tomorrow or the day after. It is okay to reduce your goals in order for you to feel more successful. Because at the end of the day, most of us are more inclined to persevere towards goals if we feel successful and if they feel possible. If it feels like you're never going to accomplish it, that's when we give up. So set goals that you're going to crush, work towards them day by day, chip away at them and know that you are capable of anything. And don't forget for the remainder of this week, I really want you to try that reframing of getting rid of that I can't and changing that to I'm choosing to. Remember that 
Change can be a really powerful thing in taking ownership of your choices and reminding yourself that you are absolutely in control of your goal and what you're working towards. All right, fam, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget if you are interested in learning more about my members area, if you're interested in learning more about workouts and macros, you can go to www.justget.fit forward slash stronger. Or if you're interested in learning about Freedom 42, which is my six-week course on learning how to eat without tracking macros or calorie, you can head to my Instagram at justget.fit and you can DM me or learn more via the link in my bio.